Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn why old tech is better than new tech when it comes to connecting during COVID. Then our very special guest, Bill Nye, will explain why you should be excited about the Perseverance rover and the Mars 2020 mission. You'll also learn about a five-minute trick for falling asleep faster. Let's satisfy some curiosity. It's been more than a year now that our social interactions have been dominated by technology. From happy hours on Zoom to Animal Crossing sessions to live tweeting awards shows to Twitch weddings to the rise of Clubhouse, we have all been very online. A group of researchers wanted to figure out how all of this communication tech had affected us in the past year. Their findings suggest that when it comes to connecting with loved ones, old school tech like phone calls might actually outshine all that new technology. In May 2020, which was almost a full year ago, believe it or not, the researchers surveyed around 2,000 Americans. They chose a broad swath of people across age, geographic, racial, educational, and socioeconomic demographics. The people shared how they'd been using communication technology to maintain their social relationships at the height of lockdown orders. They also talked about how their use of technology was affecting their relationships with people they lived with and people they were trying to connect with outside the home. The study's big finding was that relatively older technologies like phone calls and emails were better at reducing the stress and loneliness of the pandemic than newer ones like video chats, collaborative video games, and social media. While talking on the phone lowered people's stress and loneliness and made it easier to maintain relationships, video chats actually made people more stressed and lonely and put a wrench in their relationships. And just forget about social media. Using social media platforms had the biggest link to stress of any technology. Based on their findings, the researchers made a pretty convincing pitch for the old-fashioned telephone call. While video calls are great, they also take a lot of attention. But a phone call lets you move around and multitask, with the added bonus of hearing someone's voice. The researchers also shared one finding that we can feel hopeful about as vaccination rates increase. Across the board, the researchers found that people who could see each other face-to-face, -face, in person, were the least stressed out and lonely. We'll cross our fingers that one day soon, we might be able to meet in person again and be our most relaxed, thriving selves. Until then, at least there's the telephone. Did you know we have a rover driving around Mars right now? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And as the CEO of the Planetary Society, Bill Nye also finds it awesome. Especially awesome. Yes, Bill Nye, the science guy, who happens to be our guest today. Now, everybody loves talking about Mars, so we figured, why not get his thoughts on the latest and greatest stuff we're doing on the Red Planet? What are you most excited about with the Perseverance rover? So, uh, Perseverance rover, everybody, is driving around on Mars, powered by plutonium and brilliance. I mean, the people who built this thing are just really amazing, and they are managed in an amazing way. It's it's not just scientists and engineers are just. The accountants and the managers and the organization chart drawers are all exceptional people, and it shows you what you can do when you put your minds to it. So what I want and what the Perseverance rover is involved in is looking for life on another world. 
And my claim, and you might think it's extraordinary, but I don't think it's that far out. If we found evidence of life, and this would be microfossils, fossils of ancient something akin to bacteria or single-celled organisms on Mars, it would change the course of human history. Everybody would feel differently about being a living thing in the cosmos. Everybody would be affected in a, just an amazing and cool way. And so what the Perseverance rover is doing is looking for rocks that might harbor or have signs of life. And, you know, geologists uh, and this mythic thing now I love, astrobiologists, think deeply about what happens to living things as they turn into rocks when they die. And the big thing are stromatolites we have here on Earth. These are layers of pond scum <laughs> that's turned to stone. And so could you find something like that on Mars, prove that it really was there or is there, living things were there and now the rocks are there, and bring those rocks to the back to the Earth where you have huge, cool instruments that could look at the rocks really carefully, be amazing. And so uh, Perseverance is part of this larger effort to explore Mars. And um, I don't know how old you guys are exactly, but uh, when the Allen Hills meteorite was found, and around long about 1996, let's call it the mid-1990s, there was this crystally structure-y thingy that looked like a miniature, 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 miniature worm. And everybody went nuts. Like, whoa, maybe there's something on Mars. But it, people have later decided it was crystals of magnetism, put in line by magnetism. But uh, everybody went crazy. If you guys think about this, suppose, you know, Mars cooled off faster than the Earth, had an ocean before the Earth, lakes before the Earth. Did life start on Mars? Oh, it cooled off faster because it's smaller, farther from the sun. Did life start on Mars? Mars has been hit by countlessly many, 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 many asteroids, meteorites. Did something get slung into space with life on board and you and I are descendants of Martian life? That is just wild. But you can't say it didn't, it didn't so. And so perseverance is part of this larger, larger effort. It's just cool. It's just cool. How will we know that it came from Mars. If we find life on Mars, how do we know that it's same, the same as what we have here? Well, so you've asked the, the fabulous question, Ashley. I mean, so if you bring back a rock and it has what look what, that looks exactly like Earth-bound stromatolites, uh, fossils of microorganisms on Earth, then you ask yourself, were those microorganisms on Mars before they were on Earth? And geologists love figuring out ways to find out how old stuff is using neutrons. Then you would try, you would work hard to determine if that stuff is identical to life on Earth. I mean, in many ways, in enough ways that would convince you. And so then you would go back with some crazy thing to some slushy place on Mars where there's ice that maybe gets a little slushy in the Martian summer and look to see if there's something still alive, not just fossilized, but still alive. That's when you cue the spooky music, everybody. Do, 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 do. I mean, come on. So everybody, we do this exploration of Mars 
for less than the price of a cup of coffee, not a latte or a venti or something, just a cup of coffee per taxpayer every few years. The cost of these missions is so small compared to all the other crazy stuff, F-35 fighter or whatever you want to spend money on. It's really amazing. Could you imagine finding out that our ancestors were Martians? Yeah, I'll pay the price of a cup of coffee every few years for that. Go ahead, take my money. Again, that was Bill Nye, CEO of the Planetary Society, and, uh, oh yeah, the science guy. You can find links to pick up his latest book and to check out his podcast, Science Rules, in today's show notes. Bill Nye will be back tomorrow and Friday to talk about Earth Day, the process of science, and a whole lot more. I've been pretty open about my sleep troubles on this podcast. I just have a hard time falling asleep, and I don't want anyone else to have this problem. So, we found a story from 2018 that could help you if you found yourself tossing and turning at night. Take a listen. Today, we've got a five-minute trick to help you fall asleep faster, and it's backed by research. I, for one, am thrilled that our audience loves sleeping. I mean, sleeping's one of the greatest things that you could do. It's really healthy, basically next to water and oxygen. It also feels great. Mm -hmm. You get to fly sometimes. <laughs> That's cool. That's the only time you get to, like, fly. It's, yes. <laughs> I, I have no follow-up to that. Flying's you, great, man. You heard it here first <laughs> on the award-winning Curiosity Daily. Well, anyway... In a recent study, researchers from Baylor University asked 57 participants to try something before bedtime. They told half of the participants to spend five minutes writing about everything they had to remember to do the following day and over the next few days. The other half of the participants were told to spend five minutes writing about what they'd done that day and earlier. And the people who wrote a to-do list fell asleep 10 minutes faster than the other group in about 15 minutes on average. This is just some of the latest research showing that writing stuff down has a lot of benefits. A different study from 2014 showed that for people who generally express their emotions, writing about a stressful or traumatic event helped reduce anxiety. And another study from the same year showed that students understand class material more fully when they take notes by hand instead of typing them out. There's a real benefit to putting your fleeting thoughts down on paper, both for your mental health and your productivity overall. All right, well, let's recap the main things we learned today. Well, according to research, you might want to ditch your video chats for a good old-fashioned phone call to connect with your friends and family. Research suggests that phoning a friend could reduce your stress, while video chats may actually make you more stressed and lonely. I feel like I see a really big generational gap with this. My friends, who are my age, we pretty much only talk over chat or Zoom and never over the phone. And, you know, I, I kind of wish that I could just broach the subject of like, let's just talk on the phone. But it feels weird. It's like. But Ashley, we've talked about research that people don't mind phone calls as much as you think. That's true. Like I was worried about my friend Ryan earlier in the pandemic and I was pushing my baby around in a stroller on a nice day last fall. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to pick up the phone and call him. And I called him and we talked for an hour and a half. Oh. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I should do it. I should do it. You miss all the shots you don't take. <laughs> well, and we learned that the Perseverance rover is driving around on Mars right now looking for signs of life that used to exist on the red planet or that exists there now. 
And Bill Nye thinks that if we find evidence of life, then that would change the course of human history. Did life start here or did it actually start on Mars? Either way, it costs Americans less than the price of a cup of coffee per taxpayer every few years to do this. So it's a literally very small price to pay. Worth it. We also learned that you might fall asleep faster if you spend just five minutes writing a to-do list before bed. Just jot down the most important things you have to do tomorrow or over the next few days, and you may sleep better. And I'm an idiot for not having tried this as of the time of this recording, but it's on my to-do list of things to try. I promise I'm the worst. Writing a to-do list is on your to-do list of, of things to try. I am my own worst enemy, truly, <gasps> truly. I feel like I've said this on the show before, but I have started keeping a regular to-do list on paper and it is helping me so much. I write down all the stuff I need to do right at the end of the workday for the next day. And then when I sit in front of my computer in the morning, I know everything I have to do. I check it off as I do it. And then anything I haven't done, I put it on for the next day. And it is just it takes a huge load off my mind to just have that list there instead of having to worry about what I'm forgetting, because that is that's my anxiety brain will immediately go there. Be like, I must be forgetting something. There are so many things I'm forgetting. I'm the worst. But if you have it on paper, it makes it a lot easier. Today's first story was written by Kelsey Donk and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow for less than the price of a cup of coffee to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.